Jezebel, one that we are very, very familiar with. Now, the spirit of of Jezebel is is very powerful. Now, the meaning of the word Jezebel in in the Hebrew, it means chaste, it means pure. It also means to be untouchable. It is a persuasive spirit, a very seductive spirit. The spirit of Jezebel is also a controlling and a crafty spirit, but it is also a very destructive spirit. Hmm. It's a spirit that teaches false messages or gives false messages. It's, it's a spirit of confusion. A lot of times people like to say, well, the spirit of Jezebel is that, that woman is a woman. No. We've got to move from the physical, and we've got to understand that, that Jezebel spirit, it, it, it is a spirit. It likes to control. It's very, very seductive. It's very persuasive. See, in this uh, day and time, in our end times, we have to be able to discern spirits that are operating. Oftentimes, we, we find that the the, uh, the spirit of Jezebel and the spirit of Ahab often operates in the body of Christ. It, and if, if you allow it, it will come in and it will tear up a church. It will tear up a gathering. It will tear, it will tear up a fellowship. Amen? Because, see, those spirits like to rule. They want to operate in, in their own self-will and, they, and do their own desires. And they like to control. That spirit likes to control things. And, and if you're not careful, that spirit, the spirit of Jezebel, will whisper in your ear. And let me tell you how, how, how powerful that spirit of Jezebel is. Because, see, when we begin to look at the end times or the latter times, what happens is there are some things that fall off certain spirits, but that spirit of Jezebel continues to operate. It is now operating in our day today. All right? Now, let's go to the book of Revelations. Let's go to the book of Revelations. The book of Revelations, and we're going to look at chapter number 2. Chapter number 2. Chapter number 2. See, you got to understand that the spirit of Ahab and the spirit of Jezebel, that oftentimes, sometimes we will operate in it ourselves, it is designed to destroy the spirit of Elijah in you. See, the spirit of Elijah, well, what's happening here, it wants to destroy the, the prophetic voice. See, the Ahab spirit and the, Je- uh, and the Jezebel spirit wants to destroy the prophetic spirit, the prophetic voice that's operating in this end time. So we have to be very careful, be very shrewd. We have to have a discerning to know What's going on? Because it wants to silence the body of Christ. Now, in Revelations chapter number 2, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 18. Verse number 18. Hmm. Now, verse 18 says, And unto the angel of the church in Tartarus write, These things said the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, 
and his feet are like fine brass. Watch what God is saying, what he has spoken to John. Now, in verse, verse number 19 says, I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience, look at this, and thy works and the last to be more than the first. Okay? He says, they know it. He know your works. Because, see, the, the church of Tartarus, that means a continual uh, sacrifice of, of good deeds. But it lists in verse number 19 the word works more than one time. It mentions works in the beginning of the verse, in the text, the scriptures. Then it mentions it at the end. Which let me know that the spirit of works with the S is operating in the house. And not mean this house, but it will operate in your house. This is your house here. It will operate in the fellowship. Because, see, sometimes we think works is what's going to get us to heaven. God don't care nothing about them works. You can work all you want to and still not be saved. Amen. How do I know? Been there, got a trophy, and a T-shirt. I felt like the more I did, the more I did, the more I went, the more I did, the more I went here and there, had no relationship with God. I was doing works. I've got to go do this. I've got to go minister here. I've got to go do this. I've got to take care, go give things to the homeless. And, and I, I've got to go teach here in the prison. I've I got to do this and it works. Oh, we've got to feed the poor. We've got to gather up and we've got to need all, do all. I'm not saying you don't do those things, but you don't make that your lifestyle. Amen. And that's one thing you'll learn about House of Destiny. We are not at that place where we will work you to death. Because you too have to have a life. Amen. You have, a, you have to have a life outside of the church house. Amen. So, some churches will have you there seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Amen. And you're drying up spiritually from the inside. From the, you're drying up spiritually from the inside. See, it's not about your works. It's about your relationship with God. Amen. Because when Christ comes back, he wants to see what, those, what the sheep look like. He wants to know uh, about your relationship. You know, if, if you will call on, oh, Holy Spirit, if you will call on the Lord today, would he recognize your voice? If you called on Jesus Christ today, is it that your voice is so unfamiliar to him, because we have not been calling on him, that it appears to be foreign. Think about that. Think about that. Now, now let's go now, verse number 20, because you know, we're talking about that spirit of Jezebel that has moved over to the end time. Now, verse number 20 in Revelations chapter number 2, it says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee. Okay? It says, because thou suffereth that woman Jezebel 
which calleth herself a prophetess to teach, to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. You see, in the end time, with all the, if you look at this church, I mean, they talk about the, the love that they have, the, the charity, and all the, the services that they were doing, and, and the faith that they had, but they had one problem. They allowed that spirit to teach and seduce. That's what, what the Bible says. He says, my servants. In other words, that spirit <laughs> began to seduce people in the body of Christ. See, don't, don't, don't ever think that, that you got it so going on that the enemy can't trap you up. Because what's happening is that's when you're caught up in your ego and then that's when pride began to operate and then you have just set yourself up for a fall according to the word of God. All right? But, but, but watch what God says now uh, about the spirit of, of, of Jezebel in verse number 21. It says, and I gave her a space to do what? What did it say? Did the, do they have it up? I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented. Now, let me tell you something. He ain't talking about no sex sin. He talking about you fornicating, committing adultery on God. When you got all these idols and you put those idols before the Lord... Then, then that's when you begin to fornicate. You begin to become intimate with, with, with idol worshipers. Intimate with the things that, that, that the worlds offer. But God in his grace and in his mercy, even when we go, <laughs> Holy Spirit, even when we go wrong, he still give us a space to repent. I mean, that's the mercy of God. It, it gave that spirit, that spirit sometimes we operate, you know, we operate in the wrong spirit sometimes. I'm talking about people that's real. When I say real, I mean real with themselves and honest. You know what I'm saying? Because some of us think we ain't got no problems. Can't nobody say our problems. You know, everybody, you know, everybody can see. We can see everybody else's problems, but we can't see our own. But listen, we, we're all jacked up. Amen. The, the Bible says our righteousness is as 50 rags. So that, that, that's why sometimes I have a problem when we want to try to look down on somebody. Amen. Listen, God don't care nothing about that. When God begins to look at you, he's going to bring up your record. Amen. He's going to bring it up. And he said, don't you remember when you didn't allow that person to come into the church house? Do, do you remember when you, you, you chose to... Uh, uh, use somebody that, that you thought that had money and prestige and all this mess and you want to put them in position but that very person that, that you didn't think was nobody or nothing you didn't even want to use them. See all that stuff is going to come up. I, I wonder how many, how many churches, how many leaders, how many people in the body of Christ is going to fail that test. I wonder how is that going to happen. And when, when that happens, we've got to recognize the fact that God has given us a space to repent, even, even today. Okay? So, so in this end time, these, two, these spirits are operating, that, that Ahab spirit in us, the one that, that's ruling, that likes to rule, and the one that, that has his desires and own wills, that it will put it before God. Amen? 
Now, let's go back. Let's go back now to 1 Kings chapter number 19. Let's go back there because we're going to talk about experiencing God. Looking at a great leader, a great prophet. Because you get to understand the prophet voice in you, the prophetic voice in you, those spirits wants to kill. Amen. If he can kill it, that means uh, the words that come to us from the prophet, because the, uh, the word of God let us know we'll prosper if we would believe the prophet. Amen. So he wants to kill that voice in us. Amen. Now, in 1 Kings chapter number 19, looking at verse number 2, it says, Then Jezebel, now watch this. Watch this Jezebel spirit. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Hmm. Now, let's read verse, verse 3 and verse, verse 4. Verse 3 and verse 4. It says, verse 3 says, And when he saw, wait a minute, And when he saw that, he arose and he went for his life, and he came to Bathsheba, Bathsheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. Now, tell me something. Now, that Jezebel spirit sent a message. A message. She sent, she sent a message to, to, to Elijah. She sends a message. But look what he does. He, in verse 3, says, and when he saw, she sends, she sends a message. And he saw what she sent. And when he saw what she sent, talking about that spirit now, it says that he arose and he went for his life. Okay, prime example. We go to the doctor, and and this is for anybody, okay? This is for anybody. And we go to the doctor, and the doctor will tell us we got an illness, Okay, automatically, automatically, the first thing we do, we begin to plan our death. We begin to plan our funeral. Don't even talk about cancer. We will put ourselves in the grave. Why? Because we saw, like Elijah, we saw what the messenger, the doctor said in our mind, and automatically, okay, my funeral, who's going to have my body? You know, uh, 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 I'm going to die. And next thing we know, we will progress toward that message. Amen. Think about it. Think about how many times we have received bad news and automatically we go downhill on what somebody else said. It, not only with sickness, but when somebody will tell you that you are nobody, you'll never amount to anybody, you're, you don't have anything, you'll never have anything. All of a sudden, we will receive that picture. We will paint that portrait in our minds. And then we'll begin to walk that thing out. Huh? The, 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 see, you got to know what spirit is operating. Because, see, that spirit of Jezebel is trying to kill the prophetic voice that's in you. Amen? That will tell you something different. The Bible says here now, he got up. Now, watch what he does. In other words, he overthought. 
what she, what the message said. How many of us overthink things? I do. We will overthink, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And at the end of the day, it does not happen. What we've been doing, overthinking. Amen. Overthinking. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Because I'm guilty. I'm, I, I've always told you all, I, I, don't mind, I don't mind opening up and exposing myself. Amen. Because a lot of us want people to think everything's good, everything's wonderful, everything is great and all that mess. And knowing we, we, we jacked up, we mess up from the flow up. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? So, but he, he overthought what he heard. See, now we're overthinking the things that we hear. And we're going to get to that too. All right, now, he overthinks it. Now, verse number three, he talks about where he goes. He says, the Bible says he runs for his life in verse three. He came to a place called Beersheba. It said it belongeth to Judah. Then it says he left his servant there. Now, the word Bathsheba is a place of fulfillment. He runs, he finds a place of fulfillment, but it also says in the Bible that it belongs to Judah. See, the only way you can get fulfillment is through Judah, and Judah represents praise. Amen? If you don't get, 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 get your praise on, you will not have the fulfillment that you need when you're in hard times. Amen. You, you got to, you got to praise God no matter what when you're going through. Amen. You've got to enter into worship. So he, he goes to a place of fulfillment. And, and it's, it's through by the way of praise that we enter into that place of fulfillment. Now in verse number four, it says, now watch this, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life for I'm not better than my father's. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, God. He, 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 he comes and makes a day's journey into the wilderness. You see, our wilderness is only one step. I saw your sister Faye. One step, but she said move. One step. See, the wilderness is only one step away or past our place of fulfillment. You see, we can be in a place of fulfillment, and we can end up stepping out of that place of fulfillment into our wilderness. Amen. Do we get it? You know, we, we can enter into that place of wilderness. It, the wilderness is nothing but undisciplined thoughts. Because in that wilderness, you'll think anything. Amen. I mean, you, 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 you'll get caught up in that place of wilderness and you won't be able to recognize and hear God. And the Bible says he goes and he sets down under a juniper tree. Well, I took the liberty to find out about this particular tree because there are different trees that's, that's been listed in the Bible. But he talks about he sat down under the juniper tree. 
Now, the juniper tree is a place where you create boundaries and stand your ground. Even though you might be on the run from the spirit of Jezebel, you have to create boundaries, okay? And you've got to learn to stand your ground. Christians need to learn to stand their ground. Amen. We need to learn to stand our ground. We are disciples. We have been disciplined in the way of Christ. So we need to stand our ground. So this juniper tree is a representative of a a boundary that you have created, and you're standing your ground, and it's also a place of healing, a place of purification, a place of protection, and the security of God. He ends up. In the security of God. Right there when he stepped out into his wilderness. When he stepped out into that wilderness, he also ended up in that security of God. Now, keep your place in in, in, in 1 Kings. And and where we want to go now is Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Psalms 91, this is one of my favorite places in the Bible, amen. This is what the Lord gave us when that first thing that came around called COVID, amen, amen. Psalms 91, verse number one. Remember now, Elijah, that prophetic voice, finds himself there in the security of God. Now, Psalms 91, verse number 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place. You see, that juniper tree was, was a secret place. See, in your wilderness, you've got to find a secret place. Amen. In your wilderness, you've got to find a secret place. He says, He that dwelleth. In other words, you've got to sit down in your secret place. It says, says, he that dwelleth sitteth down in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It didn't say it was going to abide under the Almighty, but it said it will, you will be able to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, Holy Spirit. The reflection of God. See, if you can, when you're going through and when you're experiencing things that God wants us to experience, see, when you just uh, allow ourselves to reflect on God while we're going through our wilderness state. See, we, we've got to sit down. We've got to dwell in it. We, we've got to say, okay, God, I, I, I don't feel, I don't, it doesn't seem like you're there, but I know I've got security in you. It doesn't matter what is going on. You've got to learn to have security in God. You've got to be willing to sit down. Why do you think COVID came? We were not sitting down. And I don't mean a physical sit down. Sitting down and spending time with God. Because we were too busy running to and fro. But we've got to learn to sit down. Dwell with God. Dwell under the, the, the shadow. Reflection of. You see, this, if this was out in the sun, it would have a reflection of what it is. 
See, in your wilderness, God is so gracious. When we can't see, he will allow a reflection of who he is to come and let us know we got security in him. I mean, that's how it is when you experience God. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go back. Let's go back now. Let's go back. Let's go back to 1 Kings. Amen. Chapter number 19. 1 Kings chapter number 19. Talking about experiencing God. He, he, he's, he's at a place. He creates boundaries. And then he falls into this place of depression. Because he says that he wants to die. Then he said, it's enough. It's enough. One of the things that we have to understand that after every victory that we have, after every victory, we're going to have some dark days thereafter. Amen. After every mountaintop experience, we're going to have some valley days. Amen. Y'all know what valley days are? Low days. Amen. We can't stay up here all the time. Uh Uh-uh. Because if we stay up there, we would never experience God. We would never experience the power of God. All right? Now, because, see, we have to learn that even in our wilderness state, God is revealing himself to us. Amen? We would never know God if we didn't go through trials and tribulations. Amen? If everything was good, we, wouldn't, we would not even call on God. We would not experience God. So, and, and, and I'm not going to tell you you're not going to have some dark days because you will. Amen. Uh, because even at his greatest victory, he, for, ooh, he forgot those victories. He forgot those successes that he had. Now, all of a sudden, when he heard the spirit of Jezebel, he take off and he started running. How often do we forget what God has done for us? Amen. When difficult days come. Hard times. Hard times. And hard times are coming again. Don't fool yourself. That, 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 it's going to be even worse. Amen. It's going to get worse. Now, verse, verse, now, let me look at verse number five. Verse number five says, and watch this. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, as he lay and he slept in that secret place, <laughs> that secret place, where he had created those, those boundaries, the Bible says, There, uh, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. God will speak to us in our lowest of estate. He'll speak to us. When he laid down, not so much in a physical sleep, but when he laid down in, as we talked about on Wednesday night, the rest of God. The rest of God. He, he, he the angel, they brought forth a, a messenger, a different messenger. He gives him an instruction to arise and eat. Tell him, get up. Get up. Because a lot of times we, we have these pity parties, right? Nobody in here had a pity party. <laughs> Can we be real? Amen. We had them pity parties. Amen. We want other folk think that we don't have them pity parties. But if you got the Spirit of God, you know somebody's having a pity party. Amen. Amen. So we need to stop telling that lie. 
Amen. Now, now, now hold on now to, to, to chapter number 19, verse, yeah, chapter 19 in 1 Kings. But I want us to go to the book of Job. Job. I know we, we're, we're moving through the scriptures, but see, that's another thing. We need to know where the scriptures are. Amen. Amen. Because in what they say, because most people don't even know where the books are in the Bible. Amen. Amen. So now, Job chapter number 33. Remember now, he lays down and he goes to, he goes to sleep. That's a purpose. That's a purpose here. Now, verse number 14. Are we there? Do we have it up on, do we have it up? Okay. Job chapter number 33, verse 14. All right. Job 33, 14. Let's see what it says. Now, it says, For God speaketh how? Once? Yea, what? Twice. In other words, he doesn't hear. When he speaks the first time, we don't hear him. That's why he got to speak another time around. Amen. Amen. It says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. See, we need to learn the voice of God. Because we have too many voices speaking. Amen. We have too many voices speaking. God has to speak more than once to us. Amen. Now, watch what happens now in the next verse. What is it? Verse 15. It's, this is how he speaks. In a dream, in a vision, or the night. Nighttime is when you're at times of adversity. Okay? When deep sleep falleth. Upon men in slumberings upon the what? There's a reason why he has to lay us, allow us to go to sleep. Can we get the next verse, please? Verse 16. Watch what it does while we're sleeping, y'all. Okay? It says, Then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their what? See, God has to give us instructions while we sleep. And this is the reason why he has to give us instructions while we're sleeping. Okay? Amen. Amen. Go to the next verse. Verse 17. Are we there? This is the reason why he has to do it that way. It says that he may withdraw man from whose purpose? His purpose. Not God's purpose. Our purposes. We got. We, we already got a, what we want. Our plans on what we want to do. Amen. But he he puts us to sleep. He puts us in that spiritual sleep, spiritual slumber, and he began to. He has to open our spiritual ear. Okay. He opens up the spiritual ear. Then he has to seal that ear back. Amen. And so he can give us his instructions. And the whole purpose is because that he, that he may withdraw man. Because we all got a purpose in life. We already got everything planned out. Amen. We already got, see, the word of God says, now, don't say what you're going to do today and what you're going to do tomorrow and all that stuff. He said, if it be God's will. Amen. That, that, that's how we got to say that. If it be God's will, then I'm going to do such and such and such and such. Amen. So he has to withdraw us. From his purpose, and watch, watch the latter part of verse 17. And hide what from man? Pride is a dangerous thing. He has to hide 
pride from man. Because see, man is notorious of taking credit. He's notorious for taking credit for the things of God. Notorious. So the Bible says here now, he he does all that to hide pride. Pride got to be dangerous. If God has to hide it, that means it is always trying to elevate itself. Amen. Me, my, I. I did this. No, you didn't do nothing. God allowed you to do it. Amen. See, God says, I'm going to give you some instructions. But when I give it to you, I've got to steal it. Because, see, Satan's always there to steal it. Whatever God gives to you, the instruction that he gives to you. Satan's right there to, to steal that. Just like that Jezebel and Ahab spirit. Okay? And he wants to take those instructions. And then God let us know, no matter who you are, you are not exempt from being prideful. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. For all of us think that I don't have no pride. Yes, you do. If you didn't have it, God wouldn't have to hide his instructions from your pride. That's what the books say. This is God's mind on paper. God's mind on paper. See this? This is God's mind on paper. Most times we just think it's just a book. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's not just a book. This is God's mind, his mind, his thoughts, everything about God, the, the, his ways, his character. This is God's mind on paper. That's powerful. Because once you understand that it's God's mind on paper, then you wouldn't t- just throw it aside. You'd pick it up sometime. Hello. You'd pick it up. A lot of us don't pick it up. Don't pick it up. Don't read, don't start, don't, mm-mm. How do you think we're going to get some instructions too? Yeah, he didn't hit it. But he also put instructions right here. But we're notorious for not wanting to read. Amen. All right, let me continue. Let's continue. Thank you, Holy Spirit. we got to hurry. All right. Let's go back to 1 Kings. Let's go back. We're about to wind this up now. About to wind it up. 1 Kings, chapter number 19, experiencing God, experiencing God. Now, verse number 6 says, remember now the angel has touched him, told him to get up, rise, and eat. Why? It's because he has been in a spiritual battle. After you have that victory, that battle, that you've been fighting in the spirit realm. See, everything you fight first, you fight it in the spirit realm. Before it's manifesting itself in the physical realm. Okay? But after the battle, you've got to learn to replenish yourself. Watch verse 6. It says, And he looked, and behold, there was a cake, bacon on the coals, and a cruise of water. Where is it at? At his head. Significant. It's at his head. 
And then the Bible continues and say, And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. After you've been through a fight, a spiritual battle, you best replenish yourself. You've got to replenish yourself. You replenish yourself with spiritual food, man's God, God's mind on paper. You've got to have some spiritual food. And the reason being is because you're fighting against forces that you cannot see. You can't see it, but you know it's there. So, but, but you're in a fight. So he tells him now, he says, he, he's, once he's, he's awakened and then he sees these things, which is a spirit of food because he has to feed himself or replenish himself. And then verse number 7 says, And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat. Watch this. Because... The journey is too great for thee. You see, after you go through that spiritual battle, it's just like when Jesus was dealing, dealing with the woman with the issue of blood. When, when she was healed, Jesus, he, he began to ask that question, who touched me, who touched me? And, and the disciples said, you know, you know, uh, all these people are here. But the reason why he knew someone had touched him, because the Bible says that he said, virtue had came out of him. You see, when you go through a spiritual battle, virtue comes up out of you. You lose some virtue. You lose power. So you've got to be replenished, okay? And then Jesus tells him, listen, the reason why you need this spiritual food, and he comes from the second time, just like when Jesus gives us instructions and speaks to us more than one time, he said it's because the journey is too great. The journey is too great for thee. In other words, the battle of life is too great. So you've got to replenish yourself. And, 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 and look at, look, look at, look at, look at verse number 8. Look at, look at verse number 8. Look at verse number 8. Verse 8 says, And he arose and did eat and drink. And went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto harp the mount of God. He was able to go a sad distance for this time of testing. Okay? Once we replenish ourselves, we're able to continue in the battle called life. But what happens, you've got to continue to replenish yourself. You just can't eat and that's it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, can't do that. Now, 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 it says in verse number 9, what, watch, I think, yeah, look at, look at verse number 9, which we did not put up on the board. Verse number 9, okay? It says, and I'm going to read it, First King chapter 19. The Bible says now, after he goes in the strength of that spirit of food he eats, it says, and he came thither unto a cave. And he lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said, What doest thou here, Elijah? Why are we in this pity party? Why are we lingering? Why are we laying down? You just had a, a major successful battle, but 
in the mountain of God, you find you a cave. That's crazy. You find you a dark place, and you're going to go high. After you've experienced the, 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 the mighty power of God, we go find us a dark place. And God said, well, what are you doing down here? Why, 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 are you, why are you up in that cave? Why are you in that spirit of depression? Why are you in that spirit of de- despair? Why are you in operating in these spirits that we be operating in? Spirit of confusion. He said, what you doing? What you doing there? What is the body of Christ doing where we are today? I've been praying, and we're about down in here. Been asking God. I wrote it down. I said, now, God, help me to understand what's going on here in our world. In our nation. What, what, what's going on, God? What, what is going on? I've been praying. I've been laying, laying before God. I've been asking God. I said, God, show me, teach me, tell me what's happening. And he revealed something to me, and I'm going to give it to you. He said, right now, what's, what's going on is the spirit of division. This is where we are right now. The spirit of division. Okay? Somebody said, well, that's, that's simple. Yeah. I'll show you. That's what God revealed. The spirit of division. It was a political thing in division, right? You was either Democrat or you was a Republican or Independent or whatever. But it divided the household, right? I'm a Democrat. I'm, listen, you're supposed to be Jesus Christ. Amen. Because there should be nothing that will cause us to be divided that man can use. Amen. It was a political divide. Okay. The next thing God showed, told me, he says this. It's a spirit of Racism, they tried to bring in. Watch now. Spirit of division. Spirit of division. Racism. And when man saw that that would not work, the spirit of racism, what it divides us, black and brown against white. Caucasian. Hey, y'all been named. I'm so thankful this is in a racial church. Amen. Because, see, God don't see no colors. Amen. Because, see, when you get cut and I get cut, we're all going to bleed red. Unless there's something wrong with you. Unless you're an alien from above. You know what I'm saying? And we do have some aliens from above. Amen. But the spirit of racism was began to operate. When man, watch this, when man could not get us divided and people began to come together, because they saw that it was a spirit now. It's a spirit, y'all, of racism. What did they bring next? A medical division. You better listen. A medical division. I ran into a man the other day. He said to me, older man. He said, I tell you what. The people that hadn't been vaccinated, they just ignorant. I'm listening. 
Because, see, I ain't been vaccinated because God told me what to do, okay? But everybody to each his own. But I'm going to show you about the spirit that's operating. Then he said to me, I'm talking in the same house. He said to me, he says to me, he said, you know, my son, my son is totally ignorant. I said, well, why is your son ignorant? Because he hadn't been vaccinated. Division in the house. You better see it. You better see it for what it's worth. You better see what's operating right now. It is a spirit of division. Let me give you the scripture. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why it's operating. Let's go to St. Mark. And this is, this is not, won't be up on the screen, but it got it written down. St. Mark, chapter number three. Chapter number three. And we're going to end on this. St. Mark, chapter number three. Verse number 24 says, watch this. Verse 24. It says, and if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Why do you think he's trying to divide the house? He's trying to bring down the kingdom in you. Wake up, people. Wake up, world. Look at this spirit. It says now, he says that the kingdom cannot stand. And verse 25 says, and if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. It cannot stand. It is a spirit of division that's operating. They couldn't get it one way, so I'm going to usher in something else. When they couldn't get it that way, they begin to bring something else in. They're trying to get us to be divided. It's a spirit. It's a spirit, y'all. Spirit. Last verse, verse 26 now. In Mark chapter 3, it says, And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but hath an end. Why do you think he's trying to divide? So he can stand. In these last days, these end days, he wants to stand. Because he knows there's going to be a battle coming. So he's got to make sure we are divided. Wake up. Wake up, house. Wake up, church. Wake up, body of Christ. Wake up, world. This thing is spiritual. We run around here. One man, a person gets person. Oh, no. You better know who's operating behind the scenes. Satan himself is operating. Spirits fight against spirits. Can't speak. You know what I said? Well, you say, well, you won't get ready to buy or sell. You better watch that too. Better watch it. Say you can't buy and sell. Well, unless you show me that you've been vaccinated, then you can't come in my restaurant. Thank God I'm retired. Because all federal employees has to be vaccinated. I'm retired from the federal government. Buy and sell. You better know where we are. We're in the end time. We're in the book of Revelations right now. This is where we are. Just told us, God told us last week about the currency change. 
about your money. God is telling us. He's teaching us. There's a water shortage going on. But start putting back up like we did before. But store it up. But store, store it up. One man told me, he said, I can't always keep hold of my money. He said, all my life I've done it. I said, well, you better wake up because they're getting ready to make some changes. And your money ain't going to be no good. You better watch it. You better know what's going on. Don't, be, don't think we're so spiritual like we know everything. I don't need to hear that. You better open your ears and learn to listen and hear. God will tell me everything. He is. He might be telling you through somebody else and we ain't got no sense to hear. Division. That's where we are right now. In the spirit of division. See, we've been experiencing God. It's gonna, we're going to experience more. We're going to have to have God on our side. You, we got to have God. We got to be in the security of God. Because he's going to let us know that no matter what comes now, it won't even come to our dwelling. That's what the book said. I believe what God said. I believe what the book said. I believe that. He said, he said it ain't going to come to your dwelling. Mm-mm. He said, it ain't going to have. Got to listen, y'all. Vision, got to cut it out. That's the enemy sitting there. And you know what the enemy doing? Sitting back there laughing at you. Because he want to tear down the kingdom in the house. He want to tear it down. That's why he's laughing. Learn to experience God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Didn't mean to keep it as long, but I have to follow the Holy Spirit and let him say what he got to say. Amen. Amen. So we need to put on our thinking caps. Amen. Amen. We praise the Lord. We do have some, some elderberry vitamins. I said, I asked God, I said, what are we going to do 